Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. Caroline, you should tell them about the newest thing that Bloody Happy Hour is doing. A Patreon. It's a Patreon. What is that? Um, that means you're basically like a VIP member and you get you get some perks. You maybe get like merch a little earlier. You get Or exclusive merch. Exclusive merch. You could get um first dibs on signing up for a live show you get episodes with no commercials you get our video because our video is no longer available on youtube it is only on patreon and the most important to me is you get videos of our live shows but also bonus episodes each month but if you're on a Patreon, you're VIP, you're going to get more. Because I always have a lot of details I want to go to. I can law explain. I might read a book. <laughs> this is also going to be the exclusive place that Dirty Chat is going to go to. In order to hear the full content, it's going to be Patreon. Where do they go again? Patreon.com slash bloody happy hour. Hey y'all, I'm April. And I'm Caroline. And this is your bloody happy hour. Caroline, are you ready for this? This is your newest guilty pleasure. It's the bloodiest part of your week. Did we say something about it also being happy hour? Showed in. Because we about to be sipping on some murder. Bloody happy hour. Hey y'all, this is April. And this is Caroline. Turn up Tuesday, quickie edition. Quickie, we're going to hit what's um, happening, what maybe has already happened and we recover it. We're just going to go through some stuff. Let's do it. What you got? Okay, well, Sergio Brown. Football player? Ex-NFL football player. Tell me. He was recently arrested in connection to his mother's death. Oh, that's just... So former NFL player Sergio Brown was taken into custody Tuesday, October 10th, after a warrant was issued for first-degree murder and the death of his mother, 73-year-old Myrtle Brown. Myrtle. She sounded like she made good peach cobbler. She probably did. Banana pudding. Yeah. This was out of Maywood, Illinois, and the um, arrest of this Sergio Brown, 35-year-old NFL ex-NFL player, they had discovered his mom's body on September 16th when the family alerted the police, but they alerted the police that they couldn't find him, and they couldn't contact him. They didn't know where he was. They didn't know where either one of them were. Okay. They didn't. Ha- I guess they hadn't... Um, well, they found the mother's body, but then they couldn't find him. And they didn't know what happened to her. So the the her body was found in a creek behind the house, the home. 
Um, and this area is about 11 miles from Chicago. Okay. So the medical examiner's office said that she d- died on injuries related to an assault. Um, and her man- manner of death was ruled a homicide. So I guess he just beat her. Sounds like, like it. So he then goes on. And so the family, they still don't know where he is. They're calling him. They nothing. Well, he posts on Instagram. Oh, did you see that? No. He posted an unhinged rant on Instagram, rambling about fake news that he was claiming that he said his mother, he thought his mother was on vacation and they don't know why these people are looking for him and she's on vacation and what's whatever there's, she was, he was mocking that cause I guess he was considered a missing person. So they're looking for him. So then he's going on there mocking about this report that he's missing. And then in another video, he's seen partying and dancing with twerking women at the club. Uh, yep. And this was in Tulum, Mexico. Mexican Ooh, authorities okay. reported, um, they knew that he was there in September uh, since the, September 19th, but they only deported him after the Illinois Police Department released a warrant for his arrest. Okay. So the family said that they had not been in touch with him since his disappearance. So then all of a sudden he's back. He's been taken into custody in San Diego where he, I guess that's where they flew in. And then while he was reentering, the police got him and he was waiting extradition to go back to Illinois to face the murder charges. Um, They said that he was being held on a felony fugitive arrest warrant. Felony fugitive. Okay. So he's currently being held there now, and that's That's it. That's all it is. But he uh, he played defensive back for Notre Dame before signing with the New New England Patriots. As an undrafted free agent in 2010, uh, played seven seasons in the NFL. He was on the Patriots, the Colts, the Jaguars, and the Bills. So, but that's a decent career, like for the NFL, seven years. Yeah. So we. So what was he? A defensive a, back. A DB. Mm-hmm. So that's like on the other side of the wide receiver. Is that mm-hmm. a lot of contact? I guess all football is. But they they're saying that they. They're thinking it's CT because I mean there's no there hasn't been any, and this is so new that they had just yeah the other day he was I just remember seeing that video posted on they're like oh missing football player is found and I was like what uh yeah so Myrtle was a beautiful loving and inspirational soul this is what the family said that made everyone around her feel like they mattered her smile was contagious she was probably bubbly she's probably bubbly. She and probably. they said that the mur- the loss of Myrtle has left an indescribable void, not only in our family's lives, but in the community. And the, even the neighbors were shocked, and they just were like, we would have never in a million years expected this. Uh, CTE. Poor Myrtle. And the thing is, we won't know. I guess they could do some type of like cognitive testing maybe to see if he's regressed, but you, don't, you can't diagnose CTE until they're dead, and you cut open their brain. You can't do a way. scan? No. Well, I guess he's going to have to go. Uh, and he's 35. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, there you have that. 
That's so sad. I feel like she did the announcements at her church every Sunday. Oh, she probably did. I think she did. Oh, Myrtle. Well, rest in peace, Myrtle. And I just really hope that it wasn't horrifying, but it probably was. So, moving on to nothing brighter. Um, but, oh, I have a couple. Okay, where do I want to go next? Um, let me give you the, since we're doing updates, let me give you a little update, a little Daybell, a little Chad Daybell update. Okay. So they had a status hearing for him. So basically the, they'll have little hearings every month just leading up to his trial. So originally, okay, so if you don't know who Chad Daybell is, he was the one who is married to Lori Vallow Daybell, who she was recently, she's the cult mom. Cult mom. Who was recently convicted for the murder of conspiracy, to all these murdering her kids, basically. Yeah. Um, in Idaho and they were originally supposed to have their trials together, but then they ended up severing them for various reasons. Um, so status hearings are very procedural, procedural, um, and it's basically setting dates for future hearings and how the jury questionnaires are going to be sent out and figuring out if there's cameras in the courtroom and all kinds of stuff. So he faces the death penalty for first degree murder charges. He's on conspiracy to commit murder for the deaths of Jaylee of JJ and Tylee. And he's also charged with two counts of insurance fraud in relation to his late wife, wife. Tammy, who yeah. mysteriously died, but then was found that it wasn't mysterious at all. Um, because of insurance policies, life insurance policies. So he's, facing all that so um whenever the cases were supposed to be um tried together they ruled no cameras allowed in the courtroom and as we know there were no cameras in Lori's trial there was audio which was released after the day but then they filmed they were allowed to have cameras in during the like sentencing um which i don't understand why but whatever so this case, Chad Daybell's attorneys want cameras. And actually, they have wanted cameras in the courtroom from the beginning. Mm -hmm. But the prosecution does not want cameras in the courtroom. I, I, I don't know why. I mean, lawyer shows don't explain it to you that you watch. Well, yes, but I mean, they think that the jury's going to be tainted. But I think if you're confident in your case... You want the shit or something? I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I either. think, obviously, for selfish reasons, I want cameras in every courtroom. But so, needless to say, they have filed a motion to request cameras in the court for this one, and they are going to have a um, another hearing on November 29th to decide whether or not cameras will be in the courtroom and the trial is scheduled to begin on April 1st, 2024. So I wonder if, okay, so the defense says they want it, right? Yes. I th maybe having it public, there's more um, issues of having something go wrong and so you can end up asking for a mistrial because you have so many other people involved and so many cameras. And so could there be a Because, like, a lot of times the public will see, like, for this one trial I was watching. And so you can ask for a mistrial really quick. So the prosecutor's like, no, I don't want to take that chance. Like, we have one good shot at this. I don't want anything to go wrong. So keep the motherfuckers outside. 
Yeah, because this one trial I was watching, the prosecutor who was like so shady, they had a informant from the person. So this guy who was on trial, in trial on trial, he was his new cellmate is the one who they called up there, but they had actually like coached him. And the prosecutor was mouthing to the guy on the stand what, what to, to say. <laughs> so the prosecutor's we like, because the guy's it. like, die, die, die. And that the pro- you could, so court TV and then somebody call, whatever, the word got to the defense and they're like, look at this. He obviously is coaching it. And so it was... I can see how stuff like that could yeah. come in, but yeah. don't be shady. I don't know. So that's just a little update there. And now a word from our sponsors. Um, a Updating you one more time. Do you remember Caitlin Armstrong, the girl who is from Austin? The cyclist. Yes. She's not the cyclist. She's the alleged, she's the one on going to be on trial. She hurt the pro cyclist. She's yes. the yoga instructor. Yes. The one who fled to Costa Rica and, and went and uh, to work at a yoga studio where we all knew she would go because that's like what she did. Face. And got a nose job uh-huh. and had a different passport and, and all now stuff. now she's trying to run again. Yes, did you see that? I didn't read it. I just saw it. it. It's really nothing, but okay. If you don't know who this is, um, I forgot why she killed the cyclist. They had okay. So she's guy. charged with first degree murder for shooting and killing a 25 year old professional cyclist, Anna Moriah, aka Mo Wilson, in Austin, Texas. So she goes by Mo. So in May, you know, that was in May 2022. So. Uh, they said that Mo briefly dated Caitlin Armstrong's boyfriend, mm-hmm. Colin Strickland. Well, and that was in 2021. Well, then Armstrong and Strickland were on a break, and then Strickland was hanging out with Mo, and then Armstrong caught wind of it, and they were friends. They weren't nothing, because then they get back together, uh. and then apparently. Mo, the cyclist and the ex and the boyfriend were like went swimming together or something and so then she got real mad and i guess that's why she killed her mm. so it's a uh, pretty good reasoning and um <laughs> sounds like it so she was identified as a person of interest early in the investigations because the investigators recovered surve- surveillance footage that showed her car in the same area at the same time of the murder um and then she Flees to Costa Rica, starts hiding out at a yoga studio, and gets a nose job, and then they find her because does the same shit that she did in Austin, and that's how she got caught. So the video, so now she was uh, at a doctor's appointment in her black and white striped prison suit, okay, and she's on video. Run, trying to run away, and she's trying to scale the wall. Oh. Like, she's trying over here to do parkour. <laughs> she could not even barely get a leg up. Uh-uh. She, all you see in the video was her, like, running, and then she puts her hands on the wall and put, kicks a leg. And she then thought she, she's going to be, like, oh, Calavante. No, she, she thought she's going to be, uh, <laughs> Cal- yeah, what's his name, Cavacante over Cal- here, Cal- trying to spider walk up Danello. the wall. No, <laughs> she is too way too she white. She was like my yoga 
Oh, her <laughs> yoga did not. Maybe my yoga. Trend. Maybe uh, you, if you're doing yoga, I don't know if you're able to scale the wall. Like you might need to take on another sport. So after about ten minutes, they caught her, apprehended her, and they let her like try to climb up a wall for twenty minutes, ten minutes. I don't. I don't know if she did, if. Well, I'm sure the police officer just like had just had their fill of donuts, you know, probably ain't like a, in the best shape, probably doesn't do yoga or probably. parkour <laughs> and is like has a bad bum leg or something. And, you know, Mm-mm. it was outside of the of an orthopedic clinic and her trial is scheduled for October 30th. Oh, yay. Yeah. So she's going to face extra charges now because she's stupid. So Dumbass. that should be fun. Do you, did you ever listen to? We do have a minor Coburger on Idaho Four update because all this drama's going on. There's this guy out there. Last name is Blum or Bloom, and he's written several articles uh, on SkyMail, I think. And I'm just this is just from what I've heard over the days. I don't even let me just yeah. So he's written several things about, like, alleging that he knows all this information. So he recently came out with this piece or this article talking about how the roommates, the surviving roommates, about how they were awake the whole time and they were texting each other during Uh this. And that Steve, uh, Kaylee's dad, like, was that he had said some things and that he had talked to one of the people who was on the grand jury and stuff, all this stuff. But this guy just goes and writes this stuff and it's for clicks. Yes. And, that's and it's completely made up <laughs> because it, I, and I don't, and it just make it's like, this is why you don't need to have the gag order because <laughs> now it's, it gets to where it's even worse uh-huh. speculation and there's worse stuff out there. So if you're hearing about Coburger stuff, that's what it's about. And, like I said, I had just have a hard, I just stay away from it because I haven't read it because it's almost like it's just annoying. It. Yeah, yes. it's tainting the case. And, and then they're blaming it on they they start blaming the dad, the dad, which I'm like I don't I I you just don't know because I don't know what's it's just like on Twitter I don't know what's real, I don't know what's from. Two years ago, if they're showing a building collapsed two years ago, or if it's a building that collapsed in yeah. Israel, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. My mother-in-law called Sweet Pea last night. He was on his way to, had to go to Dallas, and she was like, just be careful in the thunderstorm. I saw that, you know, it's bad down there, and then you could be getting, like, damn near a hurricane in Dallas. But she was, like, all worried about her mom, and Sweet Pea was like, there's not a drop of rain. There's no rain in the forecast. And she says, I just saw it. I just saw a post and this <laughs> alert. And it was like from when the, we had that storm a couple weeks ago. <laughs> like, bundle up. It's snowing <laughs> out there, I hear. Uh, well, Mama, that was, that was two years ago. It yeah. was snowmageddon. We fine now. We, we melted. She was real serious, but that's how it is. You see it and you think it's happening right now. Yeah. Real time. Oh, crazy. <laughs> Did you ever listen to the podcast? I think it was called Bardstown. It's like one of the originals. Back in the day, whenever, 
Like we would listen to the ones that were like stories. Yeah. Each episode is like this. It was like, like pain, lin- like a pain uh-huh. Lindsay. Man, I miss pain Lindsay. I just want some pain Lindsay in my life. Is he not doing them anymore? Yeah, but they don't. I just feel like there's so much out there that I don't find those like investigative ones that I used to listen to all the time. Yeah. But I remember this is the case of Crystal Rogers. And br- do you remember the name oh. Brooks Hauk? Crystal Rogers, Bardstown. So I saw Crystal Rogers, the name, and I was like, that didn't, name didn't ring a bell. But when I heard Brooks Hauk and Bardstown, I was like, okay. And this is like from 2015. Okay. And I don't know when they did the podcast. I think it, they did the podcast maybe three years after that. But there's several episodes on it if you want to go listen to it. So this is coming back in the news because an arrest has been made. So a little bit of background, like, let me go back. July. Okay, so she disappeared. Crystal Rogers disappeared in 2015. Um, and From where? From Bardstown, Kentucky. This is a place in Kentucky. Uh-huh. There ain't nothing happened in Kentucky. Yeah. But this is like a Whiskey small town, distilleries. and everybody knows, kind of everybody. Um, so... The they were they were originally investigating the her so she's a mother of five she has five kids and I think she has one kid with this guy Brooks, um, so they initially are investigating her missing but then they but then her father ends up <gasps> oh okay I dying. saw a headline. remember that yeah uh, her father was shot and killed a year later but. So when she, when Crystal disappeared in 2015, her boyfriend was Brooks Hauk, and he's the one who has now been charged with murder and with tampering with evidence, I believe. He was arrested last month and is in jail on $10 million cash bond. So apparently prosecutors believed that her dad was trying to investigate and trying to, like, figure out what was going on and so that's why he ended up being killed is because cause he was getting too close so to Brooks figuring killed, it out. Is arrested so arrested for killing him too, right? I don't I know. Thought I thought that's what I saw. Okay. Tommy Ballard is the dad. His well his they're both unsolved. Um it's it's so it's so much stuff because it involves this it involves the Hout guy and his brother, and his brother's name is Nick, and his brother's a police officer. So it's like there's, which then he was he ends up getting fired from the police station because he's in on something and they didn't know what, and it's like it, it's gone cold. It was never closed, but let me kind of take you back. July fifth, twenty fifteen. Uh, Crystal Rogers is reported missing by her mother. Her car is found abandoned with the flat tire at uh, mile marker 14 on Bluegrass Parkway in Bardstown. Um, her keys, her phone, and her purse are still inside her red Chevrolet Impala. Mm. That was July 2015. Three days later, that's when they interrogate Brooks, which is her boyfriend, boyfriend. at the time. So just three days. So then there's no, nothing, nothing, nothing until November 2016. So that's a year, a year goes by. Um, During this time, there's all kinds of searches by her dad, Tommy Ballard. 
And then November 19th is when he is shot and killed on family property near Bluegrass Parkway in Bardstown. Same. Yes. So since then, this is what I said, most people think that it's connected because they didn't want him snooping around and searching around and blah, blah, blah. So they cut that off. Um, July 2020. So that we go, it all happened in 2015. So we'll go to July 2020. They find possible unidentified human remains, and the family's notified. And but it doesn't seem like, like based on any of the reports that I've seen, like that it wasn't her. Okay, so it seems like it's not her. But they send it off for testing. July, I mean August 2020. So the next month, um, the FBI announces that they will be the lead agency on the case. And they're still spending time searching for her. Um, and they also spend the day searching the home of Brooks, who was the boyfriend. Um, August 14th, 2020, they're looking in this new area of interest. And so at this time, it's like COVID's happening. And so it's like things are kind of delayed. Um so then November 20th, 2020, the FBI reports that the remains that were found in July are not Crystal Rogers. So we don't know whose remains they are. So now we're still back. Damn. Yeah. So then a year goes by. We have August 4th, 2021. FBI announces that they're conducting a bunch of searches regarding her case. So they're still on it. They're still working on the case. Um, October 17th, 2022. So there's these big gaps. Mm-hmm. Um, FBI searches different areas, the, even the area where she was last seen, and they announced that they were conducting a judicially authorized activity at Pascal Bollard Lane, which is a farm owned by the family of Brooks Houck. Okay. Okay. So September 7th, 2023. Damn. Okay. Joseph Lee Lawson... 32 years old, is charged with conspiracy to commit murder and tampering with physical evidence. He was charged back in June and murder in July, but the court ordered those to be sealed. That's why we didn't know about it. So he was charged for these things in June. We hear about it in September. So now the question is, Conspiracy means you're now with that exactly. So then now Brooks is arrested. So did this Lawson guy? How did we come to this Lawson guy? I don't know. And did this guy flip on him? And what's the relation? And so now basically it's this cold case, this cold or old case that is now going to be in the like now we have two people arrested for this conspiracy and for this tampering charge, but this is like all that we officially know at this moment. So we need to go back and like listen to go back and listen to it or find, um, if I can find uh, a podcast that kind of covers it. Otherwise you can go back and listen to the actual podcast on it. But I just remember it was so shady and you could, I think in his initial and Brooks's initial interview with the police, he gets a phone call from his brother, the the officer, and he's not, like, taking the phone, like, oh, hey, let me take this call or whatever. Because, you know, when you're questioned by police, you don't have to stay there. You are not detained. You are not arrested. 
you actually should not answer and you should leave. Mm -hmm. So his brother calls him and he just answers it and is like, oh, so you're telling me that I should leave and you're telling me that I don't need to be here? And it was it was it was odd and awkward and really suspicious sounding. And so I, I was listening to that a little bit just a while ago, but I, I didn't get to finish it. But so do you remember this name coming up? The other that was I remember. I don't remember. I don't know this. I don't remember the Lawson name. I remember the Bro the Brooks name. Hmm. Okay. So, Crystal Rogers. You'll you've probably seen that name splashed around. I I know I have. And so then I was like, who is that? So yeah, that is. There's gonna be some stuff that's happening with that. Ooh, and then we're going to Ohio again for the Thursday episode. Oh my gosh! If we're doing the same <gasps> episode, I'm gonna die. <laughs> I have no idea which one you're doing and you don't know what I'm doing. So no. we're about to find out. So here we go. <laughs> I'm recording mine first. Here we go. All right. We'll see y'all Wednesday if you're Patreon. If you're not, you have time to sign up right now so you can hear all the other bonus episodes that we've put on. Um, we'll see y'all Thursday. Don't forget to stay aware, stay alive, and always be DTF. Bye, y'all. Hey, I'm Blair. And I'm Brittany. And we're the host of By the, the Cover, Cover Podcast. Podcast. <laughs> we cover everything from mysteries, thrillers, romance, chiclet, and even some smut. Don't forget the smut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're so excited to get this thing going and share this with you guys. We've been talking about this for months and it's finally, finally happening. Yes. Special shout out to Rogue Media for helping us with this. For sure. For <laughs> sure. You can find us on Instagram at by the cover underscore podcast. You can also find us on Facebook and TikTok, so don't forget to give us a follow on those two also. And we are so excited to dive into some of our favorite books and share those with you. We can't wait. Hope you love it. Hi, and welcome to Bustles and Bangers with your hostess, Rachel and Christopher. I love it when you say my name. And you didn't say hi. I didn't. You you just kept going. I'm going to introduce the book. I'm <laughs> not reading it. It's because I don't like reading. Girls like cowboy butts, you know, and those jeans don't hide anything. Mm. Find us on Instagram at Bustles and Bangers or on RogueMediaNetwork.com. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.